What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's edition of the Got Next podcast. We're back to the weekly schedule, it seems. Yeah, but I think out of, <laughs> out of necessity. Yes. Because the trade deadline just passed and it was insane. It was more insane than I thought it was going to be because I thought that there were going to be way more um, buyers and sellers and that turned out not to be the case. And that's great. It could have been even crazier considering that, right? But yeah. Anyway, I'm Carlos, joined by my trusty co-host Rafa. And yeah, we're here to talk about the NBA trade deadline. Yes, we are. But I think uh first, first. we have to acknowledge one thing before we start our trades. No question. This past two was it Tuesday? Tuesday night in, in the US yep. time. Mm-hmm. LeBron James became the new NBA all-time scoring champion. Yeah. Amazing feat of longevity. Incredible feat. Consistency. Just unbelievable. And, you know, you, you never really think that something like Kareem's record was ever going to be was ever going to be touched. And yet, <laughs> now LeBron's not just going to beat it, but he's probably, assuming that he plays a few more years, he's going to beat it substantially. So... He- he might reach just, like 40,000. I think he's going to reach 40,000. And so, I mean, here's the thing. LeBron technically is already the person who has scored the most points total, including playoffs. But it's just cool to see that the record because just him coming into the league, yeah, he had these all these expectations. And to get to this point must have been overwhelming for him. So that was awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of I I like I loved how Kareem w- was willing to be there, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, they paused the game, they celebrated it. LeBron got to say a few things. That was pretty cool. Absolutely, I think the only thing I'm disappointed in is that he didn't do a sky hook for the for the final shot. He, I I know that he tried. He I think he tried, but the the, the Thunder were sitting on it. Like he, yeah, he they're sitting to... on it. <laughs> He had to pass it out, and then he got the repost, and then he's like, oh, yeah. go the other way. I like I like that they made him work for it. it it's like they weren't going to allow the gimmick to be a thing on their watch. And it still happened, but I appreciate the effort, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm for me, that wasn't the thing that was disappointing me the most. It was that the Lakers, the other Lakers didn't really show up. <laughs> what do you mean the other lost. Lakers did? They did, they oh, lost the yeah, game. They yeah, lost the actual yeah, game. They lost. They definitely <laughs> lost the game. That seems to happen all the time. Every time he breaks a record, then they they lose. His teams lose. So oh, horrible. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Congratulations to LeBron. Honestly, like when it's all said and done, when he's done, at that point, I think it's pretty safe to say that the record won't be broken because. Now there's going to be, like, load management is going to be a thing. Plus, like, high schoolers don't get to come in anywhere. So that's like a year LeBron's had. And then just the physical freak of nature in addition to the work ethic, in addition to the luck of never getting seriously hurt. Like, everything. Yeah. And in addition to LeBron, like, coming into, aging into this era of offensive awesomeness in the NBA. Like, all those things just put together. It's like, I don't think anyone's going to top that. Not to mention there, there's obviously consideration of shortening the season. You know, uh, exactly. Mid-season tournament will that count towards this record? You know, things like that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, good point. But yeah, 
I, I'm really happy for LeBron. It was really cool to witness history. I see what you did there. We are all witnesses. <laughs> bump, bump. I had that. I had that in my my own separate word doc that I'm hiding from you. So thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised there were no. We had no veiled shots to LeBron. That whole. That whole. Uh... Well, I mean, <laughs> we've we've taken our shots over the years. We will probably continue to take shots when LeBron retires. So let, right now, let's just celebrate. So, like then uh, celebrate greatness. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just freaking incredible. So, well, okay. So, and before we before on. we move on, the last thing LeBron James had a recent party, um, where he actually brought two goats to the party. No, and I was just like, come on, dude. Two like. Yeah, he brought. I don't know why there are two goats, but he brought goats to a certain party. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right, you can have your fun. Go ahead, go ahead. Goat scorer, <laughs> goat player. I don't know what. I don't know. Just goat player in his opinion. But let's get to some trades. Yes. Okay. Biggest one. The Nets have blown it up. Yes. I mean, what? There was no drama for like three, well, how much, two months? And then Kyrie was like, eh, this is a little bit too calm. Let me was request a trade. Months? Was it even two months? I have no idea. Hey, Rafa, Rafa, do you still think the the Bucks, uh, the Nets are a, they're the favorite out of the East? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I like their team now, but no, no. I, I, I mean, Katie and Kyrie are gone. That that's over with. Because what sucks is that if you just like take this current Nets team, but leave Katie and Kyrie in, that is the best team in the NBA. Oh my god, yeah. Like Ky- Katie and Kyrie flanked by, you know, Nick Claxton, who still is still there. Then Mikhail Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson, like all the players that you would like to pair them with. Are All there the now? So that's, yeah, that's that. Yeah, so that sucks. But they, uh, yeah, they got a lot of picks. They got a lot of picks. I don't know. None of it's like, gonna uh, be that valuable in the near future. But <laughs> they have no, uh, and it's it's really weird because they're like what fifth or they're fifth in the in the East or something. Yeah, and they just have no one. They might yeah. be a top four seed with like a weird, yeah, weird roster. Well, no, I don't think they're gonna be a top four seed at this point. Like, I think they'll drop, but I don't think they're gonna drop so far as to be like in the Wembenyama sweepstakes. I don't think that's like mathematically possible. Yeah, and they have like no incentive anyway. Like, yeah. Rockets have all their picks. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and like, even like looking at this list of picks, it's like, of course, Kevin Durant would go for four, four first round picks, right? But think about like. How valuable is a 2023 pick? It's like from Phoenix, it's gonna be the 21st pick. From Phoenix, that's really nothing, yeah. And honestly, Unless... if the Phoenix Suns are gonna go for the title, it might even be the 25th pick. It's basically a second round pick. And then Kevin Durant is gonna be assuming like he's not gonna be a free agent in 2025. So you assume that this and I think they'll keep Devin Booker for a little bit. So even with just those two guys, regardless of whether Chris Paul retires or not, 
that twenty twenty five pick's probably not gonna be great either. That's actually crazy. They did. This is a really bad trade compared to like the Wolves that got Fergo. Exactly. Uh, like four firsts in both situations aren't remotely the same. Two of those first round picks are probably not gonna be great. And you just gave up two really good role players for Kevin Durant. Well, they they did get one from that. Da- well, that the Dallas ones from the Kyrie trade. Mm-hmm. They got a few seconds. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's like it's a weird. It's a weird hole. Yeah, but at least they have assets. They have something. Yeah. Right. Whereas last time they just like sucked for a long time until free agents decided to sign there. Right. Think yeah. about like they just had two super teams that blew up. <laughs> At least they're in a better position this time because they actually have a lot of players that other teams would want. So they can get some stuff yeah. back this offseason. Yeah. I I guess the, the next the next thing for them, because they don't have really, as I said, they don't intend to tank. They'll probably either try to trade for a superstar with these with a, like a consolidation kind of trade, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or even sign a free agent. I mean, who doesn't want to be in New York, right? Yeah. Off now that the Katie Carey has gone. Huh? I mean the 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 um NB, the free agents here are awfully thin, but mm. yeah. Someone will become available. Um, yeah. Ben Simmons. Ben, they have a superstar in Ben Simmons. The last of the big yeah. three. Gets to live out his Giannis light dream. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? Like you're at come on. Hey, like that was the thing. I I I yeah, don't agree with it, but that was the you thing. Have like, oh, you, you have to be willing to score, man. You have to be willing to score to be honest, light. And yeah. it sucks because, like, I like you really think that he could do it, but it's just like he. I don't know if he just he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the mentality. I don't think he's he too does, scared for free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, then that's just gonna. Be like, I think they'd be a decent team, but hey, they yeah. could be a fun team, man. This could be a fun yeah. team. I would watch them. And I mean, Jeff there's Thomas no heliocentric awesome. guy to play around, so it'll be interesting. It'll be yeah. a lot of ball movement and stuff. Cam Thomas looks awesome. I like Cam Thomas because yeah, he was Thomas. born in Japan. Oh, really? He was. He was. He was actually born in the same city as my wife. Oh, you do like Japan. Japanese people. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always got to root for people who somewhat have a relation to Japan. So. All right. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is he Japanese? Is he like half Japanese or just American? No, I think it's just military. Ah, I, I see. Think. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then let's blew it up. <laughs> I think we can go to the more fun parts of the, of the, of the trade. So yes, I think... please. Um. Well, let's do it chronologically first. I guess let's uh, let's see where Kyrie Irving went with the, to the Mavs. Luca finally has some offensive help. Oh yeah, better than Jalen Brunson. Uh yeah. They won their first game. Yep. And they already got the full Kyrie experience. He was saying some. <laughs> he was he was saying some weird shit on the <laughs> to the media on his first interview. Hey man, I mean, of course he was I saying. Guess, yeah. I mean, that's that's Kyrie. He he's going yeah. to do this, so they kind of know what they were getting. But if you think about like the price that they paid for it, it's like, well, we just gave up a pick and a first 
round pick and two role players for yeah. a generational superstar that may be a wild card, but if we don't want him back, we don't have him. We don't need to have it's him. It's five-month rental. Yeah. Could be. That's the thing. They may be like, nah, it's fine. We don't want him anyway. That's, they they had they had they do they do have the risk of uh like if it doesn't go well. So I guess yeah, I guess my first question here, I guess, would be how long does the honeymoon last? Because I know like the Celtics the Celtics one lasted like almost a season. Then he got injured and then 2019 happened. It lasted a season that he barely played. He played like I think he played a good portion of that season, right? 40 games didn't make the playoffs. Are you talking about the first season he was in? The one where they almost made the playoffs. He didn't play, the, he didn't play the playoffs. Yeah, he didn't play in the playoffs. Was it was it that little? Damn. I thought it I thought he played. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because I just uh, remember I guess that. He played season 60 game. games, but still. Oh. When they were first seed, they were, everyone was excited when he was coming back. There was no like right. issue at that point. Right. But that's the thing with Kyrie though, right? It's like it'll be nice at first when he's when he's excited. For the new situation, it's it's great. And then when things, something always happens, seems to happen with Kyrie, right? Yeah. Like, like there's not a single stop that he has made that hasn't ruffled feathers. And I think that's starting to say, like, Cleveland, burn that bridge. Boston, burn that bridge. Now Brooklyn, burn that bridge. He's in burn Dallas now. It's, that was unintentional. But yeah, it's just like uh, something that, and if he if something happens, like he will have almost burned through like a sixth of the league if it keeps happening. It's actually crazy. You said this is fourth team. This is fourth team. He's three for three in franchises hating his guts. I'm not talking yeah. about fans either. I'm talking about the people that are employed by each franchise staff. And players alike. Owner. <laughs> yeah. Owners. Yeah. Staff, players, owners alike. That's three. The Nets didn't give him a thank you uh, social media post. Right. And you see like the difference in treatment between the way with Kyrie and the way they did it with their other guy, Kevin Durant. Like you yeah. see the difference in treatment, even though KD had request publicly requested or like he had requested a trade and it was very, very public. Yep. So, it's anyway, burning some bridges. Okay, now let's yes. talk the basketball side. I think sure. Kyrie, we talk about a lot of them off the court, on the court. Um. Yeah. How do you think he'll fit in, in Dallas, especially with Luca? They haven't played together yet. I think they they might be playing now. They are playing tonight at ten. I checked. So I was gonna watch uh, the game while we were podcasting. It's probably best that I don't do that because I'm not a good. <laughs> <laughs> you get some live updates while we're pausing. Exactly, exactly. Like, watch. I would be like, well, you know, in theory, the Kyrie. Oh my God, what a bucket! That's what it would sound like. But oh, anyway, what a, what look at that chemistry. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um. So I guess the overall fit. I'm expecting just strictly from the on-court stuff. I think it's gonna work pretty well. I mean, we've seen Kyrie thrive with another heliocentric player in LeBron. Their games aren't quite, you know, Luke and LeBron aren't quite similar, but they're heliocentric. And Kyrie does have the necessary off-ball skills to make it work. And then, if you stagger them properly, there's like zero minutes where not one of them is on the court. 
right? So mm-hmm. you don't really have the, the worry of when Lucas off the court were a train wreck because now you have Kyrie to fill that. Um, yeah. And if you can think about this, it's like technically the signing was load management because Luca was just doing absurd shit. Like <laughs> he was getting gassed. Like there, I've seen games where he in the fourth quarter just looked so different because he was so tired. Yeah, so I think this should be a good. It will be a yeah, good help for him. Because which was a which was a trend for Luca, by the way, in the last like three playoffs. Yeah, he got tired. Two, yeah. Two playoffs. He got tired in the fourth each game. So yeah, I and yeah, and Kyrie looked comfortable in that first game against the Clippers, like doing the the, the Luca role, playing off mm-hmm. of screen, the, playing off the pick and roll, and like spraying at the shooters. Mm-hmm. I think it it seems like an early good fit. Yeah, I would agree. But I guess on the other hand, um. Their defense, they lost the uh Dorian Fiddy Smith and well they Spencer did. Dinwiddie, but he was more on an offensive uh weapon. Yes. Yep. How do you think that yeah. fits for them? Because I, I was looking at their closing lineups and they can't find really a good balance for like offense and defense. I mean you got Kyrie Luca and Christian Wood who are not the best defenders. Yeah, no, that's and fair. they're probably must plays. Definitely. No, I, I don't disagree. I think that you're I guess you're hinting at the the def- like the defense is definitely gonna be worse, which I, I think it will. Dorian Finney Smith's a pretty important piece to that. Um and one thing to keep in mind is that Kleber has been out. So mm. um I what I will say is that even with Dorian, they were the twenty second best defense anyway. <laughs> so true. like there's not much further down they can go. And then they just like add, you know, a, a really good offensive player. So I think it was worth it. I mean, yeah. if you're already gonna suck on defense, at least be good at the other end of the court, right? Wait, um, uh, what what was their offensive rating ranking? Uh uh, that's a good question. Um let me look at that real quick. I have basketball reference open. Seventh. So Oh, so they they have upside then. <laughs> exactly, they have upside. So, um, I think I think it was worth it, but yeah. you know, when come playoff time, you know, you have two guys that aren't stellar defenders, and you don't have any guys outside of Kleber and I guess Reggie Bullock. Josh Green is all right, but like, you don't have elite defenders anymore. Yeah. So, I, I think they got better, um, but yeah, I, they're just gonna rely on uh, Reggie Bullock to guard the the players, the night the players like yikes, offensive player, uh, best offensive small player, I guess. Oof. The, the <laughs> I best non big. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know about that. Um, Josh Green got to step up. Definitely, but he's well, Mavs, ha- well. Mavs fans are very high on. I think. Oh yeah, no, Josh Green's been awesome. He's still young and he has stuff to develop, but he's a good defender already, and he's got some ball handling chops. Like he can put the ball on the deck. His shooting can still get better, but I've liked what Josh Green has provided them. And speaking of, like you, you, I think you wanted to ask, like, what your 
best closing mm-hmm. lineup would be yeah, if you're Jenkins, right? And you alluded to it. So Kyrie and Luca, of course. I kind of have to think about this. I might go with um, Bullock, Josh Green, Maxi Kleber. No Christian Wood, eh? Maybe it's matchup based, but the defense is like it. It would be nice to have your best defender, so you don't have to be in rotation. Because if if you put Christian Wood, you just involve him in pick and roll with Kyrie or Luca. Mm. There's and then who's the 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 back person? Like Kleba's good. Kleba. I mean, I don't know. He's probably their I mean, best. He's like he's gonna play. Who's gonna play DFS's role? I guess. That's that's the man. Uh, yeah, that's Josh tough. Green, that's yeah. tough to fill. Josh Green probably, but he's not there yet. He could get there, but he's not there yet. So you have what? Who do you say? You said Luca, Kyrie, Bullock, Josh Green. Yeah, Kleba. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Then, yeah. What would yours be? I might. I might put Christian Wood in there. Okay. Instead That's of fair. Bullock. I guess it depends who who's playing well. I do like Josh Green though, so I would put him in there. If if we really need some point of attack defense, we got Frankie Smokes. So yes. I <laughs> or, or it's straight Smokes. point. <laughs> I mean, I guess the way I was answering the question is okay, if the Mavs played Phoenix today. Oh God! The Mavs. If the Mavs played Denver today, like I don't know. Yeah, I I think that's probably the best combination. Your your lineup, from what they have. Me. Yeah, and I mean, if you do want that offense, you put Marquise Morris. Was in... been good. I'm not gonna lie. I forgot they had Marquise Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I missed my bad. I did not put it in here. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, maybe he gives Theo you Pinson. some two wayness yeah. to it, but like, there's a reason Marquise Morris plays less than uh, twenty minutes a game. Yeah, he's not he's bad. A good, he's player, a good big but body. He's not he's a, he's a good big body. He's got some skill, but he's not he's not your like. This is game seven. These guys are gonna play the entire game. So yeah. Yeah, I guess the big picture question then are they are the Mavs now like a contender? Because I think we still have a lot of questions about their defense. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, they the question you posed in the in the doc is have they improved their title chances? Uh, have that they improved? Is, I think that part is unequivocally yes, yeah. right? Like they've gotten better, but we're, I think we're about to talk about a team that is probably significantly better than they are. <laughs> And like and so, yeah. I'll I'll toss this question back to you then. Is this team better than Denver? <sighs> I'm not sure. I don't. It's that Denver didn't. I just uh, didn't get money trades right. So they they yeah. are what they are right now for the most part. Pretty much. They got Bones. They got Bones Highland out. Thomas Bryant in, I think it was, right? It is, um, yeah. Which is a very incremental train in change. 
it doesn't that like that their move basically didn't change who they are. It just yeah. Now Jokic's minutes aren't a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I'd still I might still lean Denver just maybe to hedge my bet against Kyrie's the honeymoon not lasting forever. Yeah. But if, if a, a series between them would be very would I would I think would be like six games at least. Yeah. Yeah, the offensive firepower from the Mavs, but then it's like, okay, but like, how do they just stop Jokic? Like, no one can guard Jokic. There's not a single body on that team that could even think about guarding him one on one. Yeah, I think the Nuggets have a little bit more defensive weapons. Yes. Just think about it this way Aaron Gordon would be the Mavericks' best defender, right? (laughs) Yeah. KCP would also be the Mavericks' best defender. Maybe not. Maybe outside of Kleba on that part, but yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a good that's a good point. So, I have they've improved their title chances. I would not put them in the inner circle. My inner circle is pretty small right now. At this point in the season, it's really like down to five teams, maybe, including the East or just or are you just talking about the West? Oh, it's everyone. That's everyone. Okay. If at this point okay. in the and season you have ten title contenders, like a third of the of the NBA can't possibly win the title. <laughs> yeah. So it's what, like whittle down the four or five. Yeah. I'm. But, should I, yeah. Would you reveal the team? No, no. Let's talk about it later. Let's move let's, on to the next trade because I think one of these team might be one. <laughs> oh yeah, this team. This this next team is definitely one of them. Okay, KD traded to the Suns in a four-team blockbuster. That happened at what, like three a.m. Yeah. East Coast time? What the fuck? I actually woke. You actually sent me a message, and I woke up to that news. That almost never happens because I live in the U.S. I mean, you woke up to it. Were you taking a nap, or you just it missed was it in the morning? Oh, 3 a.m. Eastern, right? My bad. Yeah, you're right. Because you're right, KD's yeah. thing is 3 a.m. I woke up at 6 a.m. And so I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I, I could have sworn KD was still a net when I was when I went to sleep. I was like, more excited to talk about the Lakers stuff because that just happened the night before. And then... Clearly. KD. Yeah, we got more important shit to talk about now. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Man, so... KD is a Phoenix Sun. That's weird to say. Yeah. I mean, joining what? Again, joining another Chris Paul, Devin Booker. DeAndre yeah. Ayton. He, he got his trade request. Were, were you going to say a super team? Oh, you actually wrote here super team. Yeah, they build the next super team. Question mark, I guess. What's, you, yeah, so your, what's your, funny your is reaction, that, What was your immediate reaction that you told me? Is I well, immediate reaction... Um, is what the fuck? Um, yeah, you, you like, said. Ba- no, you Sorry, said. This is the worst super team. <laughs> oh, the Nets were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you talk about the Nets. I thought you were talking about the no, Suns. No, no, no. The Suns are not the worst super team I've ever seen. The Nets were. Yeah, that was an epic. They fail. played Sorry. sixteen games and like accomplished exactly nothing. 
one playoff win, series win. Yeah. That group won, what, six, seven total playoff games. That's crazy. It's like, that's not even enough for, like, like how fast that deteriorated. James Harden wasn't even there for a calendar year. KD and Kyrie signed max contracts for the first year, which neither of them played. Yeah. And just... I, I, and then oh, COVID like year, the COVID year wrong. and Kyrie barely played. It's just like, this was like worst case scenario after worst case scenario. Think about all the players that came and went. It was just like, they legitimately had like potentially four all-star caliber players on their team and they're just all gone. And they're left with the worst one, Ben Simmons. Yeah. And so anyway. let's let's stop talking about the Nets, but I just it's interesting that you say super team because I just went on Twitter. I would think this is a super team, but apparently people on Twitter aren't calling this a super team for a stupid fucking reason. But what is the stupid reason? Are you, uh, because just... Chris Paul's not in his prime anymore. <laughs> but it's like I okay, but you could, you... I guess you could like, I, yeah, I guess could you argue how how good is Chris Paul? But sure, still... but that's just not the way that you've. Anyone has described a super team in the past. We talked about the Lakers being a super team with Russell Westbrook. Are you fucking kidding me? What's the difference? The 04, the 04 Lakers. 2021 Westbrook is worse than this Chris Paul. I'm sorry, he is. Mm. Yeah. So how is that? How anyway, let's talk about the basketball. Yep, yep. So KD and right. They got TJ Warren, and apparently in another trade with the Thunder, they got Darius Baisley. They did. So they did. But and I, there's a pl- pretty clear reason they... why. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but... what do you think of the fit between KD and the and who's left on the Suns? I guess because they the Suns got rid of a lot. We cut Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Darius Sarge, yeah. and a lot of picks. I mean, if you think about like what they basically got rid of. Two elite role players and a guy that didn't want to come to work for KD. That's a pretty good haul, right? So, um, yeah. the fit. I mean, it's probably great because now all the things that Mikel was developing into. Here's Kevin Durant. They have, they have like the best version of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just like now, how do you double either Booker or KD? can't because they're both such good shooters and they both have such a good combination of on-ball and off-ball stuff. Yes. And you still have DeAndre Ayton who's a solid finisher at the rim. Um, So now Chris Paul is kind of like the fourth scoring option on this team. So now it's like... Great for him. He had to... Yeah, so like he's clearly regressed at this point. He's no longer an all-star caliber player in my book, but still a very good player, very smart. Now he's at the point where he can just read the game, feed the guys, make a pull-up when he needs to, and it's no longer like Chris Paul has to be great for this team to succeed. It's like Chris Paul can just be the floor general and everyone else will take care of themselves. So I think that from that standpoint, the fit between the four is fantastic yeah 
I that's I I I would agree. Um, I'm really curious how. If like, I guess it, you'd assume Chris Paul be like the main ball handler, but I, I wonder oh. if Booker and KD will take their turns as well. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good they both can play either role. So yeah, I can yeah. That's why I can see it working. Right. I imagine. Can you imagine having to guard Booker coming off a down pin from KD? Like, <laughs> I quite literally can't. That sounds awful. Yeah. So many decisions to make. Right. Just imagine like a Spain pick and roll. Oh God! Yeah. With Chris Paul as the ball handler, book popping, Aiden rolling. And okay. then an exit screen is set for Kevin Durant on the weak side. Oh gosh! Then you can yeah. have you can have we can spot up on the other side and <laughs> right, right. It's just like, oh my god! So it's just this this Phoenix team just all of a sudden has all of this offensive firepower, and I mean, so Phoenix before. Before this trade, so they're currently 16th in offense, um, and that's about what they were when Booker got hurt as well. So you imagine that gets better. On top of when Booker was on the floor, they had like a 121 offensive rating, which easily puts them in the top 10 mm-hmm. on offense. So and usually top 10 offense and defense usually means you're very good. Usually, yeah. So, are they top ten defensively as well? They are. They're eighth in defense, and losing Cam Johnson was already gone. Jay Carter already wasn't playing, and losing Mikael Bridges probably hurts that a little. But I don't imagine that they regress very much on the defensive end. Yeah, especially assuming KD gets stays gets healthy. Yeah. I mean, he can play. He can easily play that role, and Definitely. even have offer some rim protection, mm-hmm. or that roaming, roaming big kind of role. Yeah, KD may have to take on more on-ball responsibility, though. Yeah, because um, that's Ethan's role right now, right? On-ball is no. no I mean, the, like the, the, the defense, the yeah, off-ball defensive big. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of the big. Like he's usually in drop, and he's usually in that position. And KD can still do it secondarily here and there. But like, just because Paul and Booker aren't going to be like taking the primary matchup, and then the fifth, whoever that fifth person is, yeah. will probably take the primary matchup. So KD will probably have to take the second matchup, mm-hmm. right? So you imagine if they play, oh, if they play the Mavericks, like. Kevin Durant may very well have to guard Luka Doncic. I'm sure he'd be up for it. <laughs> yeah. But Who's he, guarding because, Kyrie yeah. on that? Whoever that fifth guy is. Chris I guess Paul. so. <laughs> Make the matchups work. Maybe Chris Paul. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, Do you think that the Suns yeah. are too top-heavy? Yeah, I'm looking at their depth, depth chart. I mean, Damian Lee is like just your second shooting guard. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. In the playoffs, it won't matter as much. 
you're you're gonna tighten up your rotations. Yeah. But like I they probably could use another I don't know who's in the buyout market, but maybe a good a wing or uh or another backup point guard would be good. What happened to campaign? Oh he's out. And Shaman's out as well. Yeah. That's why. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was wondering where the hell are campaign Landry Shaman okay, that they're out. They're out. Yes, so they, they this team has dealt with injuries all year. Yeah. So, um, that's the thing. I think, I mean, having that top four is great. That four are probably gonna play forty minutes. Whoever that yeah. fifth player is is gonna be pretty key. And TJ Warren is a nice pickup, um, because he's been awesome this year. It's just like okay, now it's Tory Craig or Josh Koji, um. And this is probably why they flipped Dario Sarge for Darius Baisley. Because Darius Baisley is more of a defensive player. Dario Sarge is yeah. an offensive player. So that, like, on the surface makes sense. You really want these four offensive-focused guys. You kind of need some defensive-focused guys. Um, Did you but, think Darius Baisley immediately makes, like, the starting lineup? Oh, but he's out as well. Fuck. He's out as well. He's trading but, for all these ninja players. I know. I actually think they'll start Josh Okoji. Because mm. he has been very good this year. Defensively. He can't shoot, though. But I, You got KD, Chris Paul, and the Booker. You don't have to be able to shoot. That's true. You do have the luxury of not having to be a good shooter. I think you have some leeway. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um. So, I guess, if I were to answer this question, it's like, Yes, they're they are top heavy. If they're too top heavy, I don't necessarily know. I have to see how it plays out, how the rotations work, how the playoff matchups work. That's a tough question to answer. Yeah, playoff matchups would be interesting because I was th- my 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 friend is a notorious still on the Jokic hater side, of course. And I'm just trying to imagine the series between them. And I was just thinking, like, can can they defend each other? <laughs> yeah, no. The answer is no. Probably, yeah, right. It's like no, no one really can defend each other. No, <laughs> but that would be a pretty interesting one. Yeah, definitely. But who defends the other better? Yeah, I feel like Phoenix theoretically yeah. could defend because I don't know. Especially because you think about who the Nuggets' offensive threats are. Jokic, who apparently DeAndre Ayton is the Jokic stopper, according to Jokic. Oh, so um, there's that, and then you only really need um one good on-ball stopper for Jamal Murray. Yeah, and then the rest of the Suns are probably good, and it's not like Chris Paul has to take Jamal Murray. A Koji could take Jamal Murray. Yeah, and then no one else on the Nuggets is a threat if you take if you get rid of the head of the snake, which is Jokic and Murray. Jokic. Yeah. So, I guess that that begs the final question: Are they the team to beat? Are they the team to beat? Uh, what What do you think? I I they I think they are. Like, I think they have to be right. We'll have to see how it looks 
we still have we obviously have to see how it all looks because mm-hmm. it's this is all theoretical but i think on paper they definitely they definitely should be um looking yeah. at the other teams right because nugget nuggets we just talked about why they could be a problem for them Gri- grizzlies i don't know if we still trust the they don't trust the they're yeah. still young i guess but yeah. they are really good they are really good kings they're good they're i feel like they're pre- i mean i'm pretty sure we all think they're pretenders the clippers Warriors, yeah they're young yeah lakers uh, yeah i think it, it might have to be the suns although these war defending champions i still might have to be the team to beat but they're ninth like what if they're in the play in yeah well just like we we just have to remember that the only time someone that wasn't a top three seed won the finals was just one of the years that a superstar got traded to that team. It was an anomaly year. Did, did, no one else has ever won a championship not being a top three seed. No one. Oh, so, so like you think like ninety five Rockets got Clyde. So that yeah, that is that. the that is the only time. A non top three seed has won a title, Damn. and that's kind of an anomaly. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought like a LeBron team might have done it, but actually, you're right. Well, all of LeBron's it teams have always been top three seeds. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna I mean, say they're the. Time. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say that they're the team to beat. Because, you know, you, of course, have to see how it plays out. Like, what if DeAndre Ayton's still pissed behind closed doors or something, and he's not in it? That you, It only takes one person to derail the whole thing, right? So That's true. Um, Who's but, the team to beat them, in your, in your opinion? Just out of default, in the West, it's Denver. But, you know, it could very well be Phoenix. I just, mm. I just need to see it, you know, right. to be sure. And... Um, you know, it's kind of like when I do a knee evaluation, someone says, yeah, my leg gave in. I do the physical exam for an ACL tear, and it's positive. It's like, well, let's get the MRI to be sure. But in your head, it's like, I mean, the ACL torn. <laughs> like, you know the Suns are good on paper, and you know they're probably – it's going to work out. Yeah. Barring injury, of course. And But I just have to see it. Right. right. But they're an inner circle contender for me already. Should be right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. Shall we talk about another team? Okay. <clears throat> I got here uh, number four, the Lakers. Rob Lowe making a run for uh, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Good job, Rob Lowe. This I will I will give him credit where credits due. Keeping at least one of the picks, but like significantly improving the roster. Good job, dude. Good on yeah. you. Yeah. And he protected the 2027 one. Right. <laughs> it's now imagine like, if he had just imagine if he had given up those two picks for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> you weren't gonna win the 2021 title because was AD got the, hurt. Was that the offer back then? Oh my. I think it was those two picks and THT. 
Mm. Maybe. I, really I could be wrong though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say definitely, but at least the first round pick was in the in the works. Yeah, I don't even know if 2029 was available to be tradable, but I'm sure 2020 2027 was for sure. Anyway, so um, I guess the Lakers were. They got a lot of players in. They got rid of Westbrook. Yes, big one. Pat Mm -hmm. Bev, short short lived term. They got out. Yeah, out Westbrook. Quantum Scano Anderson, Damian Jones, Thomas Brand, Pat Patrick Beverly, in mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, yes. D'Angelo Russell makes his return he's back. Wow, he's back. Ice in the veins is back. Ice in the veins. Mo Bamba and Davon Reed. Who is the biggest pickup on the Lakers? I mean, it has to be D'Lo, right? <laughs> it's gotta be D'Lo. It's D'Lo. <laughs> For sure, but he's also under unrestricted free agent this year. That was pretty interesting. That see, that's that's the interesting thing. It's like okay, you had to kind of make a move now, but you also kind of need the cap space because Kyrie Irving is a free agent, <laughs> and so maybe Brooklyn didn't want to accommodate Kyrie, but there's no Brooklyn that's standing in Kyrie's way now. Yeah. Interesting, but yeah, D'Lo, D'Lo should be good. Um, I, I wonder how he'll play with LeBron if he'll want the ball or not. But oh, he should, sure, he's a, good, <laughs> he's a good shooter. He is a good shooter. I don't know about his defense though. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. So great. I guess, I guess that's what we um. We, where we can start with the on-ball stuff. So you, of course, get better with the shooting because D'Lo on four catch-and-shoot threes, shooting 38.5%. That's pretty good. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that might get a little better playing next to AD and LeBron? Uh, Malik Beasley. Yeah, Malik Beasley takes six of those, shooting 35%, but he can obviously take them on the move and off-ball screens. And then Mo Bamba is two and a half catch and shoot threes at forty two percent. So you definitely got more shooting on hand. So that is a huge plus. That was the biggest plus for me, like um, the shooting, because you literally had zero. <laughs> they literally, yeah, they had to rely on Lonnie Walker. I don't know who the fuck their best shooter was. Austin Reeves. Probably. Max Christie. Max Christie was the one. Sorry. That oh, that's true. Max great. Christie was yes. The Lakers didn't want to trade him for some reason. Because he was the only shooter. But yeah. I, it, it's good because that's been like a really sore spot with the Lakers. Especially to start the season. They were yes. shooting like 21% or something. Yeah. Now that was that was an anomaly in the bad direction. And it got better. But yeah. like it's, it's still not great. You need... You kind of need to punish... People for like packing the paint with LeBron and AD and previously Westbrook. Now you kind of have that, so it's it's really good for them uh, that they have the shooting to actually punish things. Plus, D'Lo is a, a solid passer, um, yeah. which kind of helps. So, like your question of was D'Lo going to have the ball instead of LeBron? He'll have the ball sometimes, 
but he can now actually have some off-ball things that when LeBron has the ball, people aren't just helping off, right? He can play off. I, I can imagine him playing like playing off of closeouts and such. Yes, yes. So that could I could be a good lob, 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 lob partner with AD as well. He could. Now you actually, yeah. And now you, Westbrook, if one thing Westbrook did well was be a good passer in the pick and roll to AD. You still have that yeah. with D'Lo, but you also have more of the uh, shooting that D'Lo provides. Um, so, and then on top of this, like, you kind of, on top of that with the Rui Hachimura thing, it's like you've, you've got several guys now. You have good wing-sized players too. Yeah. Right? Jared so tell me how much you like the Jared Vanderbilt thing. <laughs> hey, we, we finally have some wings. Yes. Like, Everyone was either like below six five, six five and below, or I guess besides LeBron, like or just wasn't good. Seven foot or bigger. <laughs> it was a very strange roster. I mean, I, I, let me just look at. I'm just looking at the old roster here, and their wings outside of LeBron were Troy Brown, Lonnie Walker, Juan Toscano Anderson. It wasn't great, but Austin now you... Reeves was the best one. Yeah, and now you flip that for Jared Vanderbilt and um, Rui Hachimura. And Malik Beasley. I guess guess he's... Yeah, he counts as a wing, I guess. Yeah, so... Oh, and they have Davon Reed, who is probably Mm. better than almost all of them. He's solid. He's not going to be a playoff rotation guy, but he's something. He's an innings eater, so they have size now. And defensively that's better for them but do you have any question marks on the defensive end i dilo dilo at the point of attack is a bit yeah questionable at the very least but uh, worst cases they still have you could still put in like schroeder and vanderbilt as i mentioned if you really Mm -hmm. need that defense then you still have lebron ad and i guess Mm -hmm. Be Hachimura, but honestly, like the Lakers, they play like they're they're coached well on defense. Um, it's just sometimes they're especially when AD and LeBron aren't in it, like mentally, mm-hmm. like the, the it kind of affects the rest of the team. Definitely, especially because they're the most important defensive players, roles, yes, role wise, especially. Um, absolutely. But when if they're engaged. And I imagine they might they they should be, considering they have a reloaded roster. Um, I think they can go back to where they were to start the season, where they were pretty good on defense. I think they were a top five to start the season. Are they? I can't actually don't know where they are rated now. Oh, got some bad news for you, buddy. Well, they're like fifteenth or something. They are twenty first. <laughs> there you go. Granted, they were top ten Anthony... to start the season, man. They were granted, of course, Anthony Davis, who was playing at a defensive player of the year level before getting hurt. And it he hasn't quite been the same when he's been back. But I'm looking at their uh defensive rating um with and without AD. So currently, just overall it's 115. That's like that is 21st in the league. When Anthony Davis plays, it goes to 113. 
So that's a an improvement only, if only, only two by points. two points. Right. Yeah, he hasn't, so, looked, he hasn't looked so good since coming back. Yeah. I blame the Afro more, but <laughs> no, but like that 113 would at least get them back into the top ten. Right. So it's yeah. it's one thirteen uh point three. So that would be they would be eleventh on defense. And now that they've just added a couple more better defenders, you would imagine that would get a little better even. So mm. I think from a defensive standpoint, it's it's clearly better, but there are of course question marks. Like you said, Delo at the point of attack is not great. Malik Beasley is also not a good defender. Um, and you know, Jared Vanderbilt's good, but I mean he's gonna he was, be he's gonna be a DFS of uh, the Lakers, basically. Right. I mean, he was he was all defensive caliber last year to me. And I just wonder what his his role would be when with Anthony Davis and LeBron. He'll probably have to do more on ball stuff, which Yeah. Last year was pretty good, actually. So, so then the, the question becomes like, okay, well, if you're really getting slogged on defense, you have Jared Vanderbilt who can take on-ball stuff, plus he's a decent rim protector, and then, but he also can't shoot. So then you're kind of back to square one. And then Dilo is obviously going to play that fifth guy. Austin Reeves also can't shoot. So Yeah, fuck. As much as I love him, man, he's, just, he's too inconsistent yeah. in shooting. But I love Austin Reeves. I love, yeah. I love Austin Reeves. So I guess the question is like, you you have clearly improved, but a lot of the guys that you got are more or less still two way. You're not two way guys. Yeah. I don't know. I what are what are kind of your thoughts with the you're you're a Lakers fan. You were like super high on this trade. You called it a highway robbery. Um, <laughs> Highway robbery because, because of what they they get they gave up like. West they were trying to trade Westbrook and they got back D'Lo who's pretty good and they didn't even have to get rid of a of a they had they got a they only had to give up a protected twenty twenty seven I think that's basically why I thought it was a robbery because I was expecting them have having to it seemed like it was you had to give up both twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty nine to get any Westbrook deal done. Right. But, and I guess like the more I think about it, it's like, well, Westbrook is an expiring contract. So did they even like you probably needed to use the pick to unload him, but like is that a robbery? Be... Like trading an expiring contract? It's not a robbery. It's pretty standard. <laughs> I guess I'm just hyped that they didn't they didn't have to yeah, I know you are. So with that in mind, with the hype, with the hype, well, I guess before we get to the big question, what do you think is the best Lakers closing lineup? How do they finish playoff game? Yeah, this one's tough because yeah, as you as you as you said, they are they're no really like two way guys, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you probably have to put Dido, LeBron, and Davis there. Easy. That that part's easy. Yeah. Then who are the other two? Uh, 
Probably Hachimura. Okay. I just put in maybe I'll put in Vanderbilt just for the defense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. John Morant just scored fifty points on the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> nah, Vanderbilt could at least somewhat take on that assignment. So I, I don't think that's a bad closing lineup. I just, I, uh, I don't know. Who would you put? Ugh. Outside of those three, see that's the tough thing too. Um, I almost want to do Vanderbilt and Austin Reeves. <laughs> yeah, Austin Reeves. I just like. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I. I Because you kind of need on-ball point of attack defense. Vanderbilt, the good on-ball defender, but not against guards. Mm-hmm. His screen navigation is not great. But Austin Reeves excels at that. Mm. D'Lo is better as a helper. So is LeBron. And so is AD. So you need at least two on-ball guys that can still kind of complement what you do. Fair enough. Yeah, Austin Reeves, I think, could fit with any lineup. He just knows how to play <laughs> his role. Yeah. Love, love Austin Reeves. So I guess here's here's the big question for you. I definitely wanted to ask you this, considering your big reaction to the highway robbery. Are the Lakers title contenders? Inner circle title contenders? Get into the playoffs, man, and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna do some damage. No, I think on a serious note, I think they're more outside looking in, but definitely should be. I would be really disappointed if they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, with with this roster, although they do have a hole to dig out of. So it might. It's a question of if it, is it too late that they made these trades, but. Yeah. Yeah, I think there they're more are... like. Borderline-ish, also uh, contenders. It'll see. That's, maybe it looks better on the court, and our concerns are addressed. But yeah, that's how I feel right now. Yeah, I mean, other than the big elephant in the room being Anthony Davis's health history, um, we'll see. But assuming that Anthony Davis for the rest of the season, he's gonna get the All Star break off. Which actually, I'm almost glad that he's not in the All Star game because he clearly needs a break. <laughs> um, this guy but, always needs fucking breaks, man. Fuck. Yeah, that's but that's the thing. It's like he's so brittle. But like, isn't isn't the Lakers' rest of the schedule? Doesn't it kind of suck? Yeah, if I'm not wrong, they they, they already passed their easy part of the schedule, and they're twelfth in the West after their <laughs> easy part. Let's take a look at this. Um, they play in Golden State tomorrow, Portland, New Orleans, Golden State again, Dallas, Memphis, OKC, Minnesota, Golden State again, Memphis again. Golden State not looking so hot, man. <laughs> yeah. Toronto, eh. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Golden State won't have Curry, so that's nice. Yeah. And then in March 14, it's the Pelicans, Houston, Dallas. Dallas, Orlando, and then Phoenix, OKC. 
So it's not it's not super great. Yeah, it's not. It, that could be worse. They're not playing like Philly and Boston back to back to back to back, but man, that that's okay. That's actually not yeah. terrible. I thought it was going to be awful. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it looks like an okay schedule. It depends as well who's in and out of the lineup. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I uh, I mean, the reason I didn't have this question on the dock is, I mean, I think they got better on paper, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So I just have two more quick questions for you that aren't on the dock before we move on. Um, is Dilo okay with this? What do you mean? Do you remember how he left the last time? Where Magic Johnson basically told him, you're a fucking child, like you're not a good leader, bye. Just get out. Like, is is Dilo okay? Magic Johnson is no longer there, so I don't Yeah, but Rob still is, and Rob still had something to do with it. Was Rob was Rob was Rob involved at that time? Yeah. Actually, you're right. I think. Yeah. So is Dilo okay with this? Yeah, has to be. I mean, he's, he has to at least put up a, a happy face for five months. Yeah, it's that, yeah that's true. You're, 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 you're in a good situation now. So, um, And then my last uh, quick question before we move on, if you have more questions. Um, now that Pat Beverly is gone, whose team is it? <laughs> JTA. Oh, wait. He's also gone. He's also gone. AR-15, think- baby. <laughs> Oh man, um, do you have any any other thoughts before we move on? Is this where you want to touch on the Jazz real quick? Yeah, real quick, I guess. Do yeah. you think they could have gotten more? I probably, I, I probably would have thought they would have gotten an unprotected pick. Danny right, but also remember, yes, but also remember, like, um, it's very lightly protected. It's a top four protected. Yeah, but that's, that's what you want, I guess, right? If you're a tanking team. Yeah, but I, I mean, at some point you gotta have to negotiate. And if the question is, could they have gotten more? Well, okay. So ask yourself this: If they could have gotten more, why didn't they? You know what? You know what the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. That massive haul. So why is it all of a sudden they can't get more than one unprotected pick? More than a protected pick for these guys. Like, why? It, it, that doesn't. If that's what you're saying, that no, I guess add up, I, right? I think it was more about playing on the Lakers' desperation to trade him, but maybe it was late enough that Lakers had more like negotiation power, negotiating power, leverage. Maybe, but is there also a thing where, well, I mean, the Jazz didn't have to take that pick. They could have gotten stuff from somewhere else. Plus, they have a million picks. So they're not strapped for assets. So I don't think it's a, the Lakers had negotiating power. They most certainly did not. Because they were de- the Lakers were desperate to save the season for LeBron. Yeah. So then the question is, okay, if that's the case, if that negotiating power wasn't a Lakers thing, is it because of who they got back? Westbrook. Because the Jazz are one thing. The Jazz are doing the Lakers a favor. Yeah. In a way. And two, 
why didn't anyone why wasn't Vanderbilt moved to a contender to another contender if he's this great and I think it's because I love Jared Vanderbilt yeah but he's a very much I'm gonna try harder than everyone I'm a good defender but I can't shoot and if the best thing that I bring is offensive rebounding and cutting then what because Jared Vanderbilt played 20 minutes in the playoffs last year 20 are you really going to give up more than one first round pick for a guy that played 20 minutes in the playoffs? They, they got D'Lo back as well as part of it. Oh, well, I guess if you're talking about the, the whole thing, but yeah. So, no, I could the Jazz have gotten more? It's sure there's maybe. always that question marginally, a couple more seconds, but I think what they got was pretty appropriate, <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> that, that That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. It was just all doom and gloom in my head. Oh, we have to trade the 2027, 2029. Yeah. No, I understand that, but no, I think fair value, I would say. Do you still want to talk about Westbrook? Where do you think he should go? He's great. Probably said he might get bought out. Yeah, but apparently there's also something that he's open to staying in Utah, but we'll we'll see. (laughs) Because Um, you don't want him to stay. (laughs) Yes. I mean, he's not going to make them a title contender. And I mean... In the worst case, he'll make them make the playoffs. Right. I mean, it's not like... At this point, the Jazz aren't in Wembenyama sweepstakes. They're not title contenders. So it's like, you can stay if you want. (laughs) What's the difference? So, I would say... I would like Russ to go to either Miami or the... I guess the LA Clippers. Ooh. The Clippers even would... that is like not great. I would probably say Miami because that team just needs they need a defibrillator, dude. They're just and they stood pat at the deadline, like really? Man. Yeah, that's very weird. They asked, they, I mean they no, they again? traded Dwayne Deadman for cash. Oh brother. Oh oh for cash. <laughs> great. Go straight into Udonis Haslam's pocket. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I like the picture of has my foot in our dock here. Yes, I loved it. That that <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, where would you like Russ to go? I think I think it would be kind of interesting to see him stay in Utah, and um, carry that not carry them but play a role in uh growing growing team to make the playoffs, a young team yeah. to make the playoffs. I mean, um. I'm not sure if he wants to stay there, but that would be that would be pretty interesting. And I saw I, mean, I saw some thund- I saw them th- I saw some Thunder fans saying it would help. I I don't I don't know if Thunder owns the Utah picks or something, but apparently it would help. No, I guess it would help them because there's one less uh contender, Wemby contender. Right. But yeah. All right. Be- well <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Let's let's move on. We'll start. Uh, these will be kind of more. They're not gonna be quite rapid fire, but we'll move through these pretty quick. Yeah. Um. So, the do, do you want to talk about the wolves? You no. I, I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit on on our chat, right? Like, we I did. was I was like a bit confused because they made a trade for Rudy thing, and they gave up so much. Kind of expected it. I mean, it kind of felt like they were in a win now, win this year. Kind of mode, and then they now, were. and then now they traded D'Lo for Conley, 
Nikhil and yeah. Alexander Walker. And yep. I guess yeah, we were arguing about um who's the trade actually for. Yeah. Yeah, and so I I saw your point because they like you they made the Gobert trade to win this year, right? That was the goal. Well, it became very obvious in a matter of weeks that they weren't going to win this year. Yeah. So you also you have to commend like maybe it was a mistake, maybe it wasn't, but they did it regardless. And um, you have to commend them for saying, you know, we're going to kind of pivot our goals here because clearly we're not winning. So yeah. recognizing that and doing something. So if you ask, who did the Wolves really trade for? They traded for Anthony Edwards. Not just, star. Yeah, they didn't just trade for him. They traded for what they're starting to see is his best version because his best version becomes their best chance to win. Yeah. So in our group chat, in our, in our, um, in our texting, I said it was like not for the, I guess I am pivoting on that. It is a little for the long haul. Um, because like if this is to get the ball out of someone else's hands and put it in Ant's hands. Because that dude has been yeah. awesome. And he just got named as an injury replacement for All-Stars. Which is, I don't mm. necessarily know if I agree with that. But I can say Ant is fantastic. He's been awesome basically since 2023. Maybe even before that, like yeah. December. So that's, that's why the Wolves did it. Addition by subtraction is very much a thing. Fair it enough. is 100% a thing, right? So... That's why the wolves did it. So I don't. This is why, like I, I was shocked that you said a highway robbery because it benefited the wolves, benefited the Jazz, and it benefited the Lakers. It was actually it's quite a, a fair trade all around. A win-win-win-win-win-win trade. I would say yes. There's no train wrecks yeah. now in the Gobert trade. There was a clear winner and loser. <laughs> well, now but, now that it's played out, especially now that it's played out. Yeah. And it could so, even yeah. get worse if the wolves don't actually contend when those picks yeah. come around yeah oh but, and there's one more there's one more thing that that is actually kind of nice about this trade the wolves just kind of needed a grown-up <laughs> yeah they just they need some veterans they have, like, like the yeah. veteran is fucking rudy gobert like no one like, likes no him. i'm sorry especially D-Lo, like, apparently. exactly yeah yeah you said it like <laughs> there might be a thing there they just have no one to kind of like pull the guys together like just be a leader they needed a yeah. grown-up, and that's what Conley is. He's a grown-up. Maybe he's not as good as D'Lo is, but he can... As you said, addition by subtraction. Exactly. He'll feel, he should play an off-ball role well. He should, yes. He should. Yeah. So, any thoughts on the Wolves before we move on? No, I thought... I, yeah, I, I, th- I just... I, I just thought it was a weird... It was... I guess they're pivoting is what is the right is the right take. Yeah. They are pivoting from what they were starting trying to do at the start of the year. What? Did you not get that joke? Pivot! I did not pivot, hear it. it. Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> Sorry, it lagged out when you had when you said it just came out as a what? I did not pivot. Okay. Next. It's a trade that actually might not go through, but <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> Gary Payton back to the Warriors for James Wiseman? Question mark. Question mark. Gary Payton back mark. with the Warriors? Question mark. There was already 
already footage of him in the Warriors facility and he may have to leave again. How oh, awkward. Man. Yeah, that's a bit sketchy for the Blazers. I don't know. I just saw that when I woke up that he were get, he was playing through pain and was given torpedo shots or something. Like he was given what shots? <laughs> wait, uh let me set like wait, let me look for this. Tordi Toradol shots. Toradol, that's an anti-inflammatory. Sorry. That's what that is. You're fine. Yeah, so he was playing he was playing through that, through his, his injury. Didn't GP Which I have... guess is why he's failing this medical. Exactly. Or, or Bob Myers is having second thoughts and wants James Weissman back. Clearly. And here's the thing. Gary Payton did have surgery to correct the core muscle injury. And now that he's so having like an aggravation of his injury yes. that kept yeah. him out oh wow mm-hmm. yep <laughs> that's not good um yeah. so basically the the net is the warriors get gary payton wiseman goes to detroit and portland gets five seconds and sadiq bay is that goes to the hawks i think wait oh he went to the hawks Something and then like that. Wait, let me scroll the down. blazers get some stuff it's kind of convoluted but basically, it, it was basically Wiseman and seconds for GP. And yeah, that that may just not happen anymore. And that's really awkward because James Wiseman coming back, yikes. Yeah, that's going to be really weird. I mean, dynamics, right? They got to trade him in the offseason at this point. And this right. value might even be lower. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 our points here are kind of moot because if the trade doesn't go through, exactly. Second pick turning into just basically Gary Payton to a player you did already have last year. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or like, I, I honestly thought like if they got Sadiq Bay for James and they kept him, he he would fit, right? I would. He would fit, but it's yeah. funny because. You would trade the guy you drafted second for the guy that was drafted, what, 17 spots lower in the same draft. Just straight up. No additional picks or anything. Like, what the fuck? So, I guess it's good that the Warriors realize their mistake and are flipping him. But it's like, here's the thing. I I called it. Like, I was not high on James Wiseman because I watched high school tape of him. And he, being 7 feet tall and 250 pounds, would disappear during high school games. He disappeared. <laughs> what? It was like, like, I, I was skeptical from the get go, and I was like, he could still become something. Of course, I, I'm not saying I give up on Wiseman, but I was like, but the Warriors will need him to kind of be something really soon. And yeah. I was, I was really high on if they didn't want Lamelo Ball, they should have picked Denny Abdia. Hmm. I probably should have picked Mello. <laughs> or Mello, yeah. So I think it would have fit in that past past heavy system. I think uh. so, but yeah. Maybe. But yeah, so what do we think of the Warriors? I don't know until this. We don't know because because the trade might even go through. It might Right. Like... And even if it does go through, GP is clearly hurt. So <laughs> what what is their depth? And then and then Steph Curry's out, so it's like ugh. 
Yeah. They might so, save cap space, which is nice, but like, damn. Cap space and luxury dice. <laughs> so yeah, it that sucks. That, there's not I, much. I, to I, talk I, about I guess sorry. This, this the, the, the the take on this trade is a bit on pause because we don't even know if it's going through. Yes. But I guess ideally, if they're healthy, it could it'd be interesting. I don't know. They have GP two again. Dante. It's it's. Decent rotation. I'm not sure if that's good as last year. Definitely helps, but I, that this doesn't change course for me. Are are they out of, with a healthy... out of your contender circle? Out, out of curiosity, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's it's not been the same. Like especially now, like there's a chance that they don't even make the playoffs. They could just get yeah, knocked out eighth, again. They're ninth right now. Mm-hmm. They may not even make the playoffs. So yeah, I think let's move off of the Warriors. I think. Okay, you want to talk about the contenders, the the the, the marginal moves yes. that they make. And here's the thing: marginal moves can make or break, can like make big differences, right? Yeah, we've seen that over and over and over again, right? Like PJ Tucker being traded to the Bucks ended up helping mm. them win a title, right? It's a very it's a marginal thing, but yeah, they won partly because of him. He was playing all the crunch time minutes in those playoffs. Exactly, exactly. So these things, we're only going to touch on these, but they can matter. I think the one, the team that made the most moves, the Clippers. Yes. Bones Highland, Mason Plumlee, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, finally on the playoff team again <laughs> after being stuck on the rock. I'm so happy years. for Eric Gordon that he finally got out of that situation. He... he I saw a lot of people be like, well, Eric Gordon's not as good anymore. It's like, yeah, but he's probably like, I don't give a fuck anymore here. He, I he, just don't. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. He, um, he's back in the Clippers, I just realized. Like, the team, is it the oh, team that drafted him? Yeah, they did draft him. That's kind of nice. I forgot yeah. about that. So, yeah. Um, and, but they, the Clippers lost out on Reggie Jackson, John Wall, Luke Kennard. So, I think overall it could be better. Yeah. I think it is a marginal improvement. John Wall was an intri- like he was a good fit. He was a good change of pace point guard, but not yeah, both but their point guards. So like they did just get rid of both their point guards, but like Bones Highland starting. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Norm Powell, maybe Eric Gordon. That's the thing. It's like the they like their traditional point guards. They don't have a traditional point guard. So like I don't know what to make of this. They this these yeah. are marginal improvements because I like I like Plumley as a backup because now they have like if the Zubach thing works, great. Now we have Plumley. Yeah. He can do the same things. And who's a good player and he can pass and stuff. It's just like he can change hand he changed how he's he's the guy who's shooting left handed now, right? Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> um and then Eric Gordon is you switch Kennard, who's like a little bit of a reluctant shooter, for Eric Gordon, who's a very willing shooter. <laughs> but there are, of course, yeah, question shoot, marks. Yeah. Like, is this is not Houston Rockets from the title contention, Eric Gordon? He's a little older, and mm. yeah, yeah. Bone, bone, bone should be interesting. Anyway, yeah. Box. Um, make sorry. The, before the... we move on to the mm. Clippers. Um, fun fact about Eric Gordon: He went to IU here in Indiana, and oh. they love him. And so, 
a Greek's Pizzeria is a local Indiana pizza chain. And the one on IU's campus is basically Eric Gordon's. Like, it's, he owns the it. name of it is... No, he doesn't own it, but, like, the name of it is, like... It's basically a shrine to Eric Gordon. And so... <laughs> Do we have a pizza name after him? I don't think so, but it's basically, like, Eric Gordon's Greek's Pizzeria. And I remember oh. when I went there to pick up a pizza, I took... I read a great article about Eric Gordon being at IU while I was taking a shit in the bathroom. It was phenomenal. On your phone, I assume, or did you like, take it? Nope, a... it was on the wall. It was on the wall. <laughs> Just newspaper clip. Nice. On the they frame. provide you some reading material on the shitter. Great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that, we can move on to the Bucks now. I just had to I had to put that Eric Gordon thing in there. Interesting tidbit. Yes. Okay. In the in the same vein of trading for for uh, PJ Tucker, the Bucks traded for Jay Crowder. Yeah. And basically yeah. got rid of players who weren't even playing. George mm-hmm. Hill, Serge Ibaka, and Jordan Unora. Unora. Exactly. So yeah, I wrote here yeah, basically the twenty twenty one PJ Tucker role potentially. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> pretty much what he is because I mean. You look at the the depth chart now. It's like it, it's nice that they didn't have to give up Pat Connaughton, by the way. Mm. But Crowder gives them more versatility. So I guess he is sort of kind of the PJ Tucker role, because now it's yeah. like now the Bucks need Middleton to come back, but now you have multiple oh God, yeah. guys who can def- are two way guys. Middleton played oh. yesterday, by the way, with the, against the he Lakers. He did. He did. He's still not looking the same, but yeah, he did. He did play yeah. yesterday. He's been back, I think, for a few games, maybe. Um, but yeah, he needs to stay like consistently healthy. He does, he does. But yeah, I I really like this pickup because it gives them another wing, another two way player that can sort of shoot and can sort of defend. Gives them the lineup versatility that they have been wanting to get back to since their title run, yeah. which was clearly a key for them. But now they can do it. And now that he's he's on their roster, Joe Ingles is coming around. Pat Connaughton's good. Javon Carter is turning out better than they hoped. They have a yeah. lot of versatility. They just need to get their offense fucking better. Oh my God. They're literally like Giannis and everyone else. It's very weird. Still bad, but yeah. yes. I love this pickup for them. It was it was I think they kind of needed that. So good for them. Sixers, this one I wasn't, I'm not sure what to make of, but they traded Matisse Tybel. Yeah. It's basically Tybel out. Yes. So to me, it was like, okay, Jalen, Tybel wasn't playing anyway. So Jalen McDaniels is a step up. Um, yeah, what happened? He was playing like proper rotation minutes before. He's Bless good. you. Thank you. Yeah. So I guess Doc happened. <laughs> I don't know. But it's because Tybal doesn't can't do anything on offense, and the defense is still elite. But now that you bring in Jalen McDaniel's, he's not quite as good as the Jaden McDaniel's in Minnesota, but he's a good versatile defender. And the most important part of this is that while not a good shooter, he's a willing shooter. <laughs> he shoots like thirty three percent, which I'm than... sure to the Sixers like shit, good enough for us. <laughs> That's better yeah. than what they're getting with Daniel House and Matisse Tybal. So incremental, but could 
like if that's the guy that you're getting for your seventh roster spot, great. Like mm. thumbs up. Sounds good. Okay, this yeah. one I want I wanted to mention the Celtics one just because yeah. I have some bad memories about Mike Muscala. So I don't know if I, this is a good trade for Okay. Them. Wait, so wait, so it says Mike Muscala can't be trusted. What what so what is uh what's going through your mind? I cuz nothing's ringing a bell to me. What's what? What happened? So the Lakers I think the first year LeBron was there traded. Was it the first year that LeBron oh, was there? Oh, okay. They traded yeah, Zubats okay. for for Mike Muscala, and the guy couldn't hit oh, shit. Oh yeah, and Mike and Zubac ended up being a far superior player. Yeah, like fuck, man. That okay, like, that's fair. I'm traumatized from that. <laughs> he couldn't. Like, I was like, is this guy supposed to shoot? He's not even making his shots. Like, come on. Yeah, I okay, I get that. Um. He isn't. Yeah, that's just that's just that's irrational, I think. But (laughs) no, no, I I get the trauma response. To me, he's just an innings eater to give Al Horford a break. That's all he is. Which is good. Which is good. It makes sense for the Celtics. Horford needs. That's all. That's all all they need. Yeah, that's all they need. An innings eater. That's it. Luke Cornett or Mike Muscala. Yeah. I mean, like they can. They both. They both do that. I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm good with it. He shoots well. Yeah. Does Except he. when he was a Laker, but yeah. He does. <laughs> uh, okay, talk about the Grizzlies. I'm gonna look up his fucking stats on the Lakers. Okay, so the Grizzlies basically it's Danny Green out. He's gone. They bring in Luke Kennard, which I really like for them. Um, yeah. I think, again, this is an incremental one, but it's like, I love Danny Green. But trading away Danny Green feels like, okay, you just basically gave up your spots in the finals because wherever Danny Green goes, <laughs> he brings it to the finals. Hey, the Sixers didn't um, make it last year. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> yeah, Luke Kennard gives them kind of a, a, a Desmond Bain light look when Bain is off the floor. Yeah. Another guy who can come off screens and shoot adds bench depth. I'm for it. But I wish the Grizzlies were more aggressive. Like they have kind of a Dylan Brooks thing where it's like clearly a great defender, but man, they need him to stop being a chucker. There's a problem in the playoffs because he falls yeah. too much. I really wish they went after OG Ananobi. That would have I would have put Memphis in the top tier if they got OG Ananobi. And they so just they're outside. Interesting. Still. So I because they're too young. I don't trust them. Yeah. Yeah. OG may have been the thing that pushes them, even though they would have been at the bottom of that contender mm. tier. I like the Luke Kennard move, but I don't. It doesn't change them that much. It's a an incremental move, but eh. It gives them a better option, yeah. As you as you mentioned, better option than uh, Dylan yeah. Brooks, I guess. <laughs> but you don't you don't know what he's gonna do on offense, right? It's just nice to have more shooting off the bench, but yeah. it's like eh. Yeah. Like great, you're gonna provide us elite shooting for the 14 minutes that Desmond Bain doesn't play. Like, nice. Okay, back to Mike Muscala. Um, nice. So, this the season the season that the the Lakers had him, he shot 30, percent. I guess this doesn't. This okay, doesn't so my man. But the I surrounding seasons are like all 37, 41, 42 percent. Like this is the worst season, worst season of like, so based on, uh compared to the seasons around it. So like, 
fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. No, you're fine. But yeah, Mike Muscala, nice trade for a big shooter. Grizzlies, nice trade for a shooter. Pelicans, they got they got rid of Devontae, brought Graham, and brought in Josh Richardson for four seconds, even seems like a steep thing for like a guy who may not yeah. actually be in your rotation. Like an eighth guy in your He's rotation. He's like a third, like, like second unit guy. And well, even then, it's just that like... Much yeah, so you... It, that's an improvement, but it's like four seconds. And then... like Second you're not round picks get... are getting traded like crazy yesterday. Yeah, and, and that's fine. It's better than firsts. <laughs> but it's like, you're not going to get more playing time than Trey Murphy or Najee Marshall. Like Oh Trey Murphy, yeah. Trey Murphy's turning out pretty well. They're pretty yeah. Good. So like when it comes to playoff time, if everyone's healthy, is Josh Richardson even gonna play? I don't think Maybe so. Not... I wouldn't say no. So it's yeah. it's an incremental move. It gives him an extra depth for the rest of the season, but like they're yeah. not that much better. Tiny bit better. They were they were good to start, but then their stars got injured, so that's a bit of an issue. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Quick ones on the no man land no man's land. Do you have any takes on the Blazers? Uh just what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, they get Cam Reddish. Wait, I think these ones have, have gone through Cam Reddish, Matisse Tybal, uh Ryan are I think they have, yes. Arshid Diakono. Kevin yeah. Knox is the part of the of the GP two trade that may not actually go out. Yeah. Um. Josh Hart. Yeah. I think Blazers. I don't know. I, I. I. Before the KD trade, I thought it could be a eventual landing spot for KD. Yeah. But now I don't know what the fuck they're doing. This just feels like the Blazers just can't do anything, but they're sitting pretty because they know they won't leave like they're really testing that dude so it's like ah i i'm just pissed off at the blazers because like what the fuck are you doing but i'm also getting word that like it seems like gp didn't want to be there and it doesn't seem like josh hart wanted to be there either so it's like okay so maybe 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 dame was a good leader i don't think it's related to dame Interesting. So I'm like, okay, so Would there's a little maybe? smoke now that two players don't want to be there. Shit, GP, GP2 might go back. Fuck. And he might go back. Shit. Oh, man. And so, yeah. I just, Blazers, what the fuck are you doing, Dame? You're wasting his career. And then, yeah. can we also talk about Toronto? I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, this one also, like, they get Pearl in, but... And apparently it's because they think the, or maybe I'm not sure if it was them, but someone said they felt someone said said the GMs thought the East is more open without KD there. But how come they didn't do any other? They didn't do anything. Okay, else? great, but like you still suck. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sorry, it. Jakob Pertl is not going to change the outlook of your season. <laughs> you might go from the tenth seed to the eighth or ninth even. They're still in the play. Generous, because look, let's let's face it, Toronto Raptors have not been well coached this season. 
I now they have the eleventh best offense by some fucking miracle. That's crazy. Um, no way with that. Right. That team and is they the have. Best. Yeah, and they have the eighteenth offense, but it's like watching the Raptors is such a slog. Like I don't enjoy watching them. So maybe yeah. they did this to like maybe make the playoffs, but it's like I'm really surprised that you didn't sell. OG and especially Gary Trent because like teams want those guys and they might just fucking leave for nothing. Fred Van Vliet might leave for nothing. He has a player option. He might just leave. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't make any more trades. So yeah, like Cambridge. Oh. Yeah. And I mean Jakob Pertl is better, but Jakob Pertl might also leave. He's an unrestricted free agent. Oh my god. Ah, it's so, like they 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 have no incentive to tank either, right? I'm pretty sure the Spurs nope. own their picks. Yeah, they sure. do not have incentive to tank. But it's like, okay, well, you could have done something to like make it so that you can develop Scotty Barnes. You don't they have to full tank. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I almost think that they could have. Um, what's this? They could have traded Pascal for something. If they traded Pascal to the Nets, maybe KD is still a net. I don't know. That would have been that would have been something else. I mean, there's really that's a trade for the future pay, uh, trade. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Because that was a fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't get to all the trades, but I think we covered the major ones we wanted to talk about. Um. But yeah, wrap us up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let us know what you thought about this crazy trade deadline um, on our socials. We are at GotNextBlog on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, visit our website, gotnextsite.wordpress.com for some of the articles that I've written. Um, follow us on Hardwood Amino at GotNextPodcast, the social, the basketball social media app. Um, that's it for the show. Who do you think are the title contenders now that we basically more or less know who's going to be on what team except yeah. for the buyouts? Who do you we think is going to be a buyout? Yeah, we still have to talk about some buyouts next week. But who do you think are buyout candidates and where do you think they're going to go? Let us know. Who's got next? The Sun. The Sun got next, maybe?